Because there's nothing I like more than bashing book-to-movie adaptations. Like, Mm -hmm. Twilight, like, I thrived off bashing that adaptation. And let's be honest, we're all trash for the movies. We all still love the movies. We love the movies. But they're a separate world from the books and a separate love. Um, You love them because they're ironically bad, you know? our very first episode. My name is Michelle. And I'm Adriana. And our podcast, this is our podcast. We're really excited. Live the living and breathing podcast episode finally happening. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a while in the making, honestly. Yeah. Um well, welcome to everyone. Um I'm going to give you the rundown of what we're planning on doing with this podcast. Um we really like reading, so we <laughs> want to talk about it and also use this as a mechanism to hold each other accountable for reading. Mm-hmm. Um, We've so got we like, high goals. Yeah, so we like reading stuff together, typically um, young adult, new adult, fantasy, um, his, h- historical fiction, romance, um, and we, we like to read things at the same time so we can discuss it and suffer together. So we thought, why not make a podcast and everybody can suffer with us when we read amazing books. So that's what we're here to do. Um, Did I miss anything, Michelle? (laughs) Not really. Although I do want to say shout out to my sister, Hania. She's Mm -hmm. our producer. Um, She was the one who actually came up with the idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, I'll be good. To hear both of you talking about books. I mean, we do it anyway, so might as well. Yeah, we might as well just record it. Put it out onto the world. Um, But yes, Hania Sanchez is our producer, so check her out online and see all her amazing work. Um, She and Michelle also have a podcast, and she produces other podcasts Mm -hmm. and does all sorts of amazing work. So thank you, Hania. And she has a baby, so she's really busy. Mm -hmm. Yep, we love to support working mothers. (laughs) Yeah. So check out her website. Anyways, but also we did want to discuss, um, we both are bilingual. Um, Mm -hmm. Our first language is Spanish. And we are going to try to speak as much English on this podcast as possible. But it's very much a stream of consciousness podcast. Mm -hmm. So some Spanish might come in, you know, it happens. Uh, But we will translate it. Yeah, if, we'll try to do our our best, but we also don't want to completely tamp it down because we do speak actively in Spanglish, but mm-hmm. most of the books that we read are in English, so it just makes more sense that um, we are trying to talk about those books in the language that they were written, but yes. sometimes there may be some Spanish sprinkled in, so if you hear some Spanish and you're curious what we meant or enjoyed the translation services we will be providing um feel free to learn spanish with us you know it might be yeah i encourage you if this is the sign you needed to download duolingo and learn a second language here it is (laughs) (laughs) or find another app that doesn't shame you as much honestly but Uh, that's true duolingo's aggressive (laughs) that bird is so aggressive i tried learning french and it made me cry but whatever (laughs) So yes, enjoy our Spanglish. Um, also, Adriana, I think we should tell the people how we met in the first place. 
It was 1997. April. I was born. Then we skip over to September. Adriana was born. Where? Next door to me. Not physically. She actually was born in a hospital. I was too. But <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow, that sounds way more dramatic than it was. Well, I needed to clarify. But isn't it a nice thought? I'm like, wow, she was like born next to you. Like mm-hmm. fate, soulmate, kismet, if you will. But yeah, so we grew up together. We were only a couple of months apart. Um, I have an older sister. She has a younger sister. And we would always just play together, have adventures together. Our windows faced each other, so mm-hmm. I could always hear her in her room. Which and I could hear creepy. you blasting your music. It was good music. Yeah, it was good. A lot of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I know. Um, so, a lot of Ed Sheeran was listened through those hallowed windows. And McFly, so you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And we also went to the beach quite a bit. We were born and raised in Puerto Rico, so mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big part of like our connection to our homeland. Yes. It's a big part of who we are and mm-hmm. definitely influences what we enjoy reading. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I don't know, we just had a really nice, active, imaginative childhood because Adriana and I, and my sister too, Like we would make up stories. We used to spy on this neighbor um who we named lemon house guy because we thought he was suspicious and we thought we were spies so we always had like an overactive imagination Mm -hmm. and it was definitely fueled by books and my sister also just going along with it and giving us missions to complete and things like that Mm -hmm. so that was always really really fun and i i really enjoyed our childhood yeah and i think at least the books that we started reading when we were younger and when we first became readers were typically very action-packed. Oh, um, yeah. There was, like, heist society, I'll tell you I love you, but then I have to kill you, like, that style of book. There was, what was the book that, um, was the cheerleader spies? What was it called? The Spy Squad. squad. Oh, my oh, God. Spy Squad, Yeah. So I feel like that also fueled a lot Wait, of our... is it Spy Squad? I have it right here. No, you're right. It is The Squad. It's, it's the, squad. the Squad. It's The Squad. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of what we read when we were probably, I'd say, middle school. Um, yeah. And so yeah. I think that definitely fueled our imagination. Um, and oh, then 100%. I think we also became writers around that point and really wanted to write fantasy and fiction stories and they were also very action-packed and I can still see that reflected in my reading habits today I enjoy action um we we do love a good action story and a good female like powerful female main character that's like Mm -hmm. our shit honestly um but I completely agree I definitely think we read mostly and I I hadn't really realized it until you just said it but most of our reading habits in middle school were like classically very feminine female protagonists doing very mm-hmm. badass and very like specific things like spying and mm-hmm. saving the world and things like that. So I, I really liked it. I really Yeah, liked it. we we had a dystopian phase too, right around when oh, everybody yeah. had it and everybody and their mother <laughs> was reading Hunger Games. Um I oh, read the- twenty twelve. Yeah, I read the Ugly series by Scott Westerfeld, and that was mm-hmm. um, very action-packed as well. We read Divergent, mm-hmm. um, 
And I think that also reflected, you know, our love for strong female leads. And typically most of the books I read are female leads, actually. I hadn't really quite realized that, you know, aside from Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, which I haven't, yeah. I've never finished Percy Jackson. Um, I, I haven't like, even started Percy Jackson and I kind of want to. I read the first book and then the second book I read about half of it and then just never finished it and I know it's it's just hard to connect with the characters because they're so young in the first couple of books but I'm gonna need to push through it so that's on the bucket list for at some point you know well maybe Um, we can do it together we can read a series for the podcast that might be yeah that might be something we do for the podcast Um, yeah because it sounds right up my alley I do have a degree in classical civilizations Mm, I don't have a Focus degree in classical I don't have a degree in that, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, like the books we're reading now, what we're currently reading, yeah. also all female leads. So we're both oh rereading God. A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Yes. This is a, a podcast re- about it coming to you soon. Yep. This is a reread um, of a series mm-hmm. that we have both read several times and absolutely love. Um, it's my uh, yeah. personal all-time favorite series, and A Court of Mystic yeah. Fury is my all-time favorite book. The best book, yeah. Um, so I'm reading that, and then I'm reading the Curse Breakers series by Bridget Kemmerer. That's a female mm-hmm. lead. And I'm also reading In a Holidays by Christina Lauren, which we also want to do an episode about to talk about their books. Yes. Um, and those are also always female leads, although they sometimes have like a mixed um, point of view, but... Um, wow, I had never done this introspection about my reading habits. I know. I'm like a little, I don't know. I I, I feel good. Honestly, I like being able to read. Because now that I think about it, I did read a book last year that had a male point of view. And it was Gone Girl. And mm. I hated his point of view. Hated mm. it so much. He was such an asshole. But I mean, he, uh, they depicted men perfectly, <laughs> in my opinion (laughs) yeah but I think we also have read a lot of things I'd say most of the books that have a mixed POV Mm -hmm. um are in the romance books so we did read a lot of like Christina Lauren books that they kind of like switch back and forth and we yes and we like those beautiful series yeah and actually the Bridget Kemmerer series that I'm reading now is a mixed POV I probably should have mentioned that so it does have a strong female lead but it does switch back and forth. Um, and I think it really just has to do with, like, the character. I am not a huge fan of the switching back and forth in this particular series. But it's mm-hmm. because I like the female character more than the male character. Um, Which, so yeah, I get that. Because I prefer the female. Actually, I'm kind of dragging up my feet on one of my current reads. Because I'm reading the Bridgerton series. And I'm on book two. I really want to get to book four because... If any of you guys have seen, I won't spoil anything, but if any of you guys have seen um, Bridgerton, Penelope is one of my favorite characters, and she is one of the main characters in book four. That's all I'm going to say. But obviously, I have to get through the first four books before. Um, So yeah, the second book is about Anthony, and I really did not like him in the show. He was really annoying Mm -hmm. to me, and the second book is about him, so I'm kind of dragging my feet. So far, so good. Nothing too annoying has happened. Um, but, I mean, there. then again, Julia Quinn, we do see, you know, this male point of view through a female gaze. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what she does with it versus what Shonda Rhimes does with it because Shonda Rhimes really, she thrives on us being mad at men. She does. that. Yeah. That's actually a perfect explanation of what Shonda Rhimes does for a living. But she also <laughs> exactly. writes, she also writes very good male characters. Like I oh, do think, does. I think she does a good job at writing um, male characters. So yes. I, I, she, I mean, she's good at what she does. She's very good at what she does. Hey, we're all I mean, sucked into Shonda. the Shonda land. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait for a season two. I'm so excited. And the Bridgerton TikTok. I mean, you know how I feel about the Bridgerton TikTok musical. So, yeah. That's, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. I would say that was my main. Um, the Bridgerton TikTok musical was probably the main. Um, interest I had in watching the series and now reading the books I haven't started reading the books but I do want to get into <laughs> them especially because you're already reading them um yes but I I do think I will probably read them I'm very intrigued in Simon in the book I mean they're honestly super they're super super easy reads like I read the first book in a day they're like maybe 300 pages it's mm-hmm. not bad at all and I did buy them on Kindle and I bought the first three on Kindle and it had a special edition where it had two epilogues for the first book Hmm. and that was really cool because it goes like way into the future like I'm talking like 30 years into the future in the second epilogue so that's Mm -hmm. really cool it'll be interesting to see yeah it'll be interesting to see how um like true to the books Shonda Rhimes remains and that's Mm -hmm. like that's a pet peeve that we both share where we we both love to read books before watching a movie like if a Mm -hmm. movie's gonna come out and we know there's a book we like to read the book first um so we did that for me before you yeah Um, we did that with the shadow hunters um which yikes that movie was a train wreck um, yeah, I don't talk about that movie. We don't discuss it. Um, but I, Hunger Games was pretty. I mean, it was pretty true to the book. Yeah, and I of. do. I do understand that there are some limitations when you bring something on screen. But yeah, um, there also are good book to movie adaptations, and maybe that's an episode we can do um, some other time to just discuss <gasps> like which are the that's best and which are the worst um, book to movie adaptations. So if you guys want to see, I'm gonna that, say Harry Potter worst. You're going to say Harry Potter worst? Yeah, because I feel like it misses so many key details that just adds so much. But Harry Potter them. is one of those examples where it's just, that's a really tough one to capture, especially once you get into the later books, because how do you put 1,200 words, like 1,200 pit not 1,200 words, 1,200 page books <laughs> into two hours? So I can understand... Like, I wouldn't say Harry Potter is one of the worst, especially with the Shadowhunters movie being out in the world and the Percy Jackson okay. movie being out in the world. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Fair I would enough. say Harry Potter is a pretty strong contender. Like, I remember Divergent, The Giver. Um, those were pretty Well, I didn't like rough. Divergent, the book series either. So I attribute that to not liking the movie as well. <laughs> I don't know. Something about Shay- Shailene Woodley's... Woodley was it Woodley Woodlands Shailene Woodley's Shailene Woodley yeah Yeah. something about her casting just it it just was not great Um, I mean honestly I can't take her seriously after Secret Life of the American Teenager so yeah so if you guys want to see that episode let us know and if there's a particular book to movie adaptation you want us to discuss to discuss 
Also Anything you know. feel passionate about, honestly. Because there's nothing I like more than bashing book-to-movie adaptations. Like, mm-hmm. Twilight, like, I thrived off bashing that adaptation. And let's be honest, we're all trash for the movies. We all still love the movies. We but love is, the movies. But they're yeah. a separate world from the books yes. and a separate love. Um, you love them and because I, they're yes. ironically bad, you know? Yeah. And they try so hard for it not to be bad, but it's just so bad <laughs> that you can't help but love it. Hey, so. look at, what, what, what is it that um, Taylor Lautner said? <laughs> Bella, where you been, Loka? Hey, Loka. <laughs> oh I my want God. that on a sweatshirt, honestly. Right? Oh, I, I think amazing. I would. I think, oh, I think, you know what? If I was going to pick a, a Twilight quote to put on a sweatshirt, it would be, you, Bella. you, no, you nickname my child after the loveliest monster. We all love a good love triangle. Like, well, you and I both thrive off of this. And we mentioned a Kotar earlier. And I mean, it eventually isn't a love triangle, but it does, like, the first book and the start of the second book really hint towards a very enticing mm-hmm. and controversial love triangle. Um, and I think that's where Twilight also thrived off. You know, you're either team oh. Edward or team Jacob, and you will fight to the death to defend your team. <laughs> Absolutely. Which also, just for the record, I was never a team Jacob. Nor- well, I was a team Jacob for a little bit, but I'm mostly a team Jasper, which is so problematic now in general because he Wait, was what a do you mean? confederate soldier. He was a Confederate soldier. I know, I know, but you mean Team Jasper for Bella? No, for me. I just didn't oh, like either Jacob oh, nor Edward. Oh. oh. I thought Edward was creepy and Jacob was a little territorial and I didn't like that. But I, I was, was just a Team Jasper in general. Yeah, I was always Team Edward, but I did read these books only once and I read them in the sixth grade, so I'm very curious. Yeah. Like, what in our formative think. years. Yeah, I'm very curious what I would think now. Watching, yeah, I think we should. I think that's what we like. I think the people want to hear us talk about a reread of Twilight. (laughs) Yes, the people have not spoken yet, but I think they agree. I agree. Um, Yeah, I I would reread them. Um, I think it's rereading books that you read when you were younger. Now that you're older, it's a whole new Mm -hmm. world. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm planning on rereading so many, which I might do. My goal for this year is pretty high, so I'm planning on, and we'll speak about that in the next episode, um, but I'm planning on rereading a lot of the books that we read when we were younger as well, mm-hmm. kind of to supplement those, you know, because after a really big book and after, like, getting really emotionally crushed by that book, you just need a palate cleanser, and I mm-hmm. kind of feel that, the books that we read when we were younger could be that good palate cleanser for me. So I think I'm going to make that a thing this year. Like rereading things that we read when we were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've and you're welcome got, to join me. I might join you on that. I've got a couple of other reading goals that um, we'll get into a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is a good time to tell everyone what our next episode is going to be. So. Yes. Our next episode, we're going to talk about our top books of 2020. So we're going to go through our reading list. Um, Some of our reads overlapped. Others did not. I did very poorly reading last year. And Michelle did great. Um, (laughs) 
And we'll also talk a little bit about our reading goals and um, you'll kind of get a sense of what what we're shooting for this year. <laughs> Have I missed yeah. anything, Michelle? No, I think you've covered it all. And I think this might be actually a good place to call it quits, let the people rest, go about their day. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> yeah, leave them wanting more. We're we're cute like that. So, but yes, thank you so much for listening to our episode. And if you want to see some extra content with us, you can follow us on Instagram at at Perdon We're Booked. And you can also follow us on Goodreads, see what's on our currently reading, see what is on our to be read list and what we have read. Um, I'm personally not really good at putting a system like of stars and also comments on what I liked about the book but I will try to be better about that <laughs> so my username is at Michelle ASC and Adriana what is yours mine's just Adriana Roses my name and last name and check us out on Instagram we will have our Goodreads accounts linked there as well but thank you so much for listening we enjoyed Great. having you bye everyone thank you bye